Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, friends. This is Stacking Pennies. We're going to cover all things Clash. I didn't have to take a picture on the seventh row eating a hot dog with my shirt off. I was more nervous about that than actually missing the show. But by God, we got her in the show. That Celsius Camaro was pretty decent. There was another couple cars that were decent. Obviously, Denny Hamlin takes the dub on that Saturday night, and there was some beef. We're going to break down all of that stuff right here today on Stacking Pins. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pins. Well, 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 welcome. Welcome to Nonsense Garage. Here we are. Well, well, welcome. That's I the intro. Uh, here we are, guys. I'm driver, Court of the Joy, the number seven Celsius Camaro this past week. Uh, starter in the third annual Bushlight Clash. I was happy to see that. No, you weren't. I was. I was. No, you weren't. I was sad you that you t- didn't have to take the picture, but I wanted you to make the race. I don't know. Like, I think I'm not been, a terrible friend. I think you'd have been happy. But if, if you missed the race, like I, I would have nervous, enjoyed bro. the picture, but I'd more so rather you. We were 26 in practice. I'm like, I got to take this damn picture. But- I pulled the belts tight. We got her in the show, by God. Got but let's, show. Let, let's not jump ahead too much because there's a lot of stuff happened this week. A lot there's of stuff lot. happened this week. Obviously, everybody's gearing up, ready to go, and the season just kind of slaps you in the face. You're kind of an off season, this and that. You know it's coming, and then bam, we're getting on the bird and we're flying to Los Angeles to go racing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how it goes. You you feel like it's all hurry up, or it's just all it's you know you're waiting, 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 then go. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's racing in a nutshell though. It's Hours of boredom followed by moments of pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of pandemonium here on Saturday night because it actually the pandemonium started Saturday morning. We get Did there. they even let you in? Yeah, they let me in. With that hard card picture, they what, let you in the you, track? What are you talking about? This this hard card, I feel like it should get me into anywhere I want to go. I, I don't know. What do you mean? So I put it on my Instagram story. There, when you apply for your license, it says in bold, so you submit your your headshot, right? And it says in bold letters, no hat, nothing cover your face, no sunglasses. And I, I, I was just flipping through my camera roll. I'm like, let's see if this passes the bar. It's not a hat. I wonder who home. approves that. Like, we got to get them on the show to talk about it. If it slipped through the I cracks or if somebody saw it, text, I got a text today from, from somebody in NASCAR. Hey, I love your hard car picture, but it's not going to fly. We're going to send you another one. Submit, oh. a, submit a normal headshot. Uh, but who's to say? That I can't use this one all year. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel like this is the intimidator, um, or my the imitator, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so in- some fella over at Spire, uh, he's got a little paint shop. Uh, he printed up the decals, got the same helmet, and printed up the Dale Earnhardt helmet. And this was during the Christmas party. He just wanted me to take a picture wearing it. So I said, "Yep, got yep. I got what I got." Uh, and then it passed. It passed it. So this you is what try I try to got. use it for your driver's license. Every every yeah. photo ID you have, Sir, passport, uh, license registration. If you do, uh, what, what country's not going to let you in if you show up with that on your passport? Just please <laughs> enter. Come on in. 
Stamp. Yep. <laughs> yep. Stay as long as you want. Come on in. I love um, it. I love that. So that one, that one was the first one of the week. There's a couple good ones. I think I've seen a couple good ones because because you used to always have to kind of go through the team to do it, but right. now you do it yourself. So yeah. Yeah, there's a couple good ones, but so you get to the track. We we had some Saturday morning dialogue about how cool the NASCAR Mexico cars were. Oh my goodness, I'll get into that in a minute because I made and, a new best friend. And then, okay, so tell me about your day leading up to when you get the news that we're gonna be. Well, racing, I'm sitting so. there in the morning, right? Read just reading the news, and on Fox News, it says record breaking rain coming for Los Angeles, six month worth of rain in three days. We know it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming on Saturday night, 9 o'clock, and all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So we get there, and people are talking. I mean, they got, they're got they rushing around the rain tires, and they're doing this. But so they we, had rain tires. They had rain tires there, but they didn't have – the cars weren't equipped, so they didn't have yeah. a, a windshield wiper nor the mud flaps or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So we knew that it was going to be a bit of a disaster. I'm sure that they don't build something in Los Angeles capable of trying to – keep up with that amount of rain right to drain and do all that stuff there's only one thing that could keep up with the amount of rain that was coming and it's our roof yeah they didn't, yeah i don't, didn't have yeah. time to put it over top of the coliseum right well we race boats so get there saturday and there's some murmurs right they're talking about moving it they're talking about moving it up they're talking about doing this doing that and sparks was he come up to me and goes i don't know what your pre-race routine is buddy but you better do it now because racing tonight because they had a crew chief meeting they told all the crew chiefs from mm-hmm. what i understand right yeah they told those guys first what time is that so garage opened at nine, did the track walk, did the Mexican, watched Mexican practice, Mexican series practice. Uh, and then it was right after that. Um, so call it noon. So then you go to practice at what time, what time West coast? It's going to be three o'clock that, so they bumped it up at half hour. So two thirty. Yep. So you were, so then you knew, all right, we're scrapping LCQ and the heat races. Yeah. Fastest 22 boys. Dude, I rip. love, I, it was great. I love it. It was great. Um, there, it was a lot of pressure, but the pre- you felt the pressure, but it was so quick and it was so so quick oh, a turnaround. Yeah. You had to be precise with your your feedback. You only got so much amount of pra- track time to where every adjustment you wanted to make it better be right. Um, so, we, so hey, so listen, I'm talk to me. I didn't see it. I'm at the playground with my kids because uh-huh. I'm just planning on. I got my whole weekend planned around the clash. Right. We go up to Blowing Rock. I'm at the playground. Kelly texts me. What's wrong? I'm like, I'm trying to watch it on the NASCAR app. She was nervous. Did you not fire off? I like, take me through your first practice. So you get on the track. Yeah. So my brake bias wasn't right to start. Yeah. So I was chasing that forward, back, forward, back, locking front tires up, started locking rears up, and it took me the entire first run to get the balance under braking how I wanted it. And then as the track started rubbing up, typical new car, little, short track stuff. Yep. Yeah, because you got some guys run stagger brake pads, some guys, you know, run different masters. So it's, yeah. it's, it's all driver feel. So it took a bit to, so I, I pretty much, not threw away, but I think I ran a 49, a thirteen forty nine, which put us 28th or 27th. In that four, in the 40s, if you ran a 4.0, you had been 9th. Okay. Yeah. You run a 4.8 and you're 28th. Yeah. Right. So you we knew it was going to be tight. You knew it was going to be on the, if you were on the short side of the 10th, you'd be in good shape. If you're on the long side of the 10th, you'd probably be out of the show. Yeah. So we did a couple things. We, we tried some sway bar stuff in the second round, killed some braking capability. So we more or less went right back to where we unloaded with the brake bias set the right way. And it was like, get the elbows up, buddy, and try to find me six hundredths of a second, right? Try to hit the entry, try to get a little more shape and entry, try to get a little more rolling speed, try to get a little straighter launch. 
uh, and we were like 48, a 49, a 48, 49, 50, like four in a row. I'm like, dang it, like this isn't good enough. And you just you're seeing it on your dash. You right? see it on your dash, right? You and you're like, oh, that was a good one. Okay, 47. And I knew before I even rolled off that a low 40 was gonna be in it. Like a 43. Like a 43. Like under 45. Yep. Like I knew the 40 was the 10th, and if you're on the top side of the 10th, you'd miss it. If you're on the bottom side of the 10th, you make it. And, and the whole time a, you're like in a this car thinking nine, about that hot dog, in seventh row, with my shirt off, looking like <laughs> an idiot. So. It come. I hit. A, I hit a pretty good lap. Um, you know, you're just you're sideways. You're chattering the right rear tire. You're trying. You're just on the verge of locking the left front tire up. So you're modulating the brake pedal. And we're on a, like a four three nine. And I was like, okay, I feel good about that. Granted, there's got a whole other group to go. Some guys tried running scuffs on, which didn't sound like a good idea unless they only ran limited laps in the first two, because your best lap was going to be between your eleventh and sixteenth. We, everybody kind of understood like that's where the car got the tires to peak temperature and heat. So it wasn't like you'd a forego it, 25 <clears throat> laps of tire degradation and think they would fire off better. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, there was two championships. What makes me feel good, right? We, we have struggled considerably going out there the last two years. So we is an anomaly of a race as it is in such a weird racetrack. Nothing really apply. Vehicle dynamics apply, and you want to make sure your car's good. But we have been so bad out there. We went with some intention to go, yeah, and obviously make the show, yeah. And two of the championship four guys missed the show. One got in on a provisional, right? You guys got in a provisional, and there was a lot of trophies. I mean, the guy that ran second there, also Dylan, he was watching from the grandstands. Dude, Chris Bell is a is huge news. Yeah, and that's. I wonder if they were like, well, we got this provisional to get on. Like, yeah. Planey's going to make it, right. so we can kind of run scuffs and take a shot at the pole, and if we don't, we'll fall back on it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, boy. Dude, it is not hard to be dead last. And there's nothing worse, especially for someone like Chris Bell. Obviously, he's like he's probably not too worried about it, but he's a he, he's missed a show you. before in a dirt yeah. car, and there's nothing worse. There's than nothing worse. But to, hearing now those got... motors fire up and drive out there when you're supposed oh, to be in it. There's dude, nothing I've, worse. I've lived it the last two years. Um, and... You know he's a he's a multiple race winning year guy. Been yeah. in championship four the last two or three, and Josh Williams by the skin of his mullet almost made that damn show. Damn, that would have been such a good story. And and, and you know like I had a couple guys. Kudos to um, the the Rick Ware guys, Justin Haley. He gets like, around there like Speedy Gonzalez, dude. Bro. He's that's his best track by far. Yeah. Um. And and their first time with Rick Ware getting it in the show solidly. I think he was top ten. And then uh, Noah put it in the show his first time in the ten. And um, John Hunter. John Hunter. Which get to him in a little bit. But but th- those guys put in the show. Add a boys to them for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, hey, I it, hate can, it. It, it, it can the ball could bounce either way. I and mean, I don't it really like could. I don't hate it for Chris Bell because they're a strong enough team. But the guys I hate it for, like when I look in house, like Austin and Harrison, you know, they come off of a rough year and you're, you know, looking to fire off, get in the show, especially and even Austin Dillon, like they came off of a bad year and you watch, you know, you watch the show it, and you watch your teammate, bro, damn there win the thing. The same thing the with worst. Chris Bell, you do watch your two teammates win it. Yeah, like, well, you watch 54. your teammate on the pole, dude. That stuff. I don't care if it's the first race of the season and we're going to GoPro Motorplex. If you know you're Bro. in the same car as some other fella and he's on the pole and you're 39th, it does not make you feel good. I don't good. care if and you're racing Joe Ryan's legend cars at 
the summer you, shootout. Dude, it like it hits you. It's terrible. And it carries over for two more weeks. You don't even get a chance to like take some revenge the for yourself. The doubt creeps in. Bro, the self doubt. Did I forget how to do this? Bro. What's it? You've been what? off for three months. Yeah. Did I lose it? Am I a little bit rusty? Like I've I've lived it, dude. It yeah. was uh it is a battle. Um so that's why I was so pumped up when I got in there. Um it was so chaotic, right? It was such a quick turnaround. Cars are freaking backed into each other and this and that and nosed in and backed in on when some you're stride in the road. There? No. Outside where we pit. Oh, uh, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we're in the parking lot of some In and Out, some Crystal Burger. We're just like. I know you love In and Out. Not a fan. Um, In and Out stinks. You love the French fries. They stink too. There's nothing good about it. They're freaking cardboard French fries every time. I like good. it. I'm I'm In and Out fan. I've Maybe twice them, a year, but I've, I'm In and Out. I've given them legitimate chances. And they take, let me down every time. Then get me next time you go by, grab me one. You know what I do like is Chili's because they're going to be in my Daytona 500 car, by God. My Ooh. wife loves Chili's more than anybody I've ever met. Bro, wait till you see. You better see. get her like a free fajita coupon. Wait, I got some gift cards. All wait right. till you see the commercial that we shot. <laughs> I'm not it's even going to give you the cliff notes uh, of it because we'll, we'll probably run out on the show. We got some good stuff cooking up with those guys. Some Presidente margaritas are going to be flowing. Um, but. The booze were flowing as usual because the 11 found his way into victory lane. We've got Denny's post-race interview on piggybacking off of the previous one of his best quotes of all time after Bristol. Um, And then also we've got some run-ins. So let's take a look at DH getting the dub at the Bushlight Clash. Congratulations. Denny Hamlin is your Clash winner. He has something to say, I think. You know I beat your favorite driver again, right? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I think it's the last time he's ever going to do it because if you listen to his podcast, he said his dad does not like it, and he's he's done with it. Hey, it was a little bit of a stretch because, I I mean, easy for me to say. I'm sitting there still finishing up while he's doing his donuts, but um, I would have left, I think, that Denny has had some all-time quotes in the last 12 months with you can look at my rock here in a couple of years at Pocono, all-time great. People don't even people don't, people even, don't even understand. Boo my rock. No, you said you can boo my rock. That's all-time. And all then time. also the Bristol because it was so, you know, just quick-witted. Love that. That one, hey, play with it. I get it. Appreciate that. And he's, hey, he's trying to wear the black hat. He's coming off of a lot of momentum personally. You know, hey, look. Got that Netflix bump, but you know, you know, Denny loves being the main character. He does. We all know that that have been in the sport for a long time, and clearly the main character in Full Throttle, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going for him. He's got a lot of stuff going for him. He's a great ambassador for the sport. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All I heard about on Twitter, nobody in the grandstands, nobody yeah, there. Free because race, they weren't even there. supposed to be there. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Like, there's... We just decided to race this thing three hours ago. Amen. Like, there... So, perfect example. I was leaving, and the valet 
fellow who dropped off my car. I'm wearing my Celsius hoodie. You valeted your car at the Coliseum? No. Oh. At the hotel. I was going to say. <laughs> hey, sir, please uh, valet my car. Thanks. Uh, I'm just, I'm the parking attendant. <laughs> so, so, here, where's my, what's my number? No, the guy gets out of the car, sees my sweatshirt, and he's like, oh, man, I wish we were racing today. I was planning on going. Yeah. So the valet at the hotel was planning on going. So no wonder why the dang, yeah, we were even supposed to re- race him. A lot of Maybe people, yeah. Maybe he raced it. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. They can't even fill up a free race. Like, bro. We'll get Can, to that let later. Me, let, me, let me just touch on that for, for, we'll, for one second. No, no. I'm going to yeah. touch on it. Yeah, because there's such a distinction between NASCAR fans and even NASCAR media. And it was this tale of two tapes, and I saw it firsthand. After I made the show, I'm walking to go get some food because I knew we were turning around quick. We had about had a had hot a, dog, if you will. No, I said, screw the hot dog. I need some actual, some meat and taters. So I'm walking back, going to get some food, and there was uh, the closest port of John for a half mile was in the Mexican series garage. And you would have thought that Dale Earnhardt resurrected and was walking through the garage. I no, I'm in my Celsius fire suit, and, like, every head was popped up, Corey, like, chanting. And I'm like, do you not know? The NASCAR like, Mexico guys? Yes. Pe- mechanics, drivers, hey, go. And I'm like, what? Like, Dude, so freaking happy. People are great coming culture. up. They're very, it seems very up, exciting. Asking for autographs. Man, we love you. Like, I'm like, do you not know? Like, I'm a mid- I'm a mid-pack guy. You're supposed to think that I suck at my job. Those people, you'd have thought, I win every race that I run. They were so excited to see me. Maybe it was like bizarre. Podcast, man. I don't big podcasters. Down big there. maybe stacking pesos. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get it. Uh, so let me re, let me touch on that. I'm not done touching on that. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, we did the tra- track walk. Kelly and I did the track walk. Looks the exact same as it has the last three years. We're walking off, and they're like, it was track walk. Mexican series of cars are coming up. And there's a row of them, right? There's, I don't know, 24 of them or whatever they were. I didn't know there was that much fluorescent. I didn't know. They had to, every bit of fluorescent vinyl runover is goes down to Mexico Series because they have it on every little aspect. of it. Window braces, fluorescent orange or yellow. Loved, I love them. Daniel Suarez with the 99 on the windshield? The windshield numbers are bigger than the numbers in the door. I got to appreciate that. This sticker is inconvenient. Incon- but dangerous I, and inconvenient. Sure do love my 99. <laughs> but... So there's one guy, flat black car, not one sponsor on it. The other cars have sponsors on the roof, on the drive shaft, on the no tail, fluorescent, all flat on black. The spoiler, flat black, bro. Well, fluorescent, everything else. Like oh, okay. Roof rails, valence, and the guy's name is Baca. I didn't even know. Like he stops, and like people are behind him, like revving their remote, like well, and he's like, car helmet on, Corey, you're my favorite, you're my favorite, <laughs> and I'm like, you're my favorite now, buddy. We like dapped it up, and I was like, "Get after him, Andale. Enrique Baca. Enrique. He was in the. He was fifth, sixth, seventh, qualified sixth. I think he ran tenth. So he's got his whole crew there. When I go to use the bathroom, and like I was like, after that, I was walking. I'm like, how bizarre is like the difference of people that aren't in it that are like seeing the whole picture that aren't just jaded and realize how hard it is to get to what I'm doing and doing it at the level that I'm doing it and appreciate it as opposed yeah. to just saying that on, on your Instagram comments that you suck. Right. And that just seems to be to what your point was about. People want to complain about an empty grandstand. You know for what a I see complaining race. the most about it? X race team guys. 
Yeah. Like that the sports kind of passed them by or that they didn't get the job they want. Like those are the ones that like, oh, this sucks. You know, this is stupid. And then the the worst ever is like, and if you make this argument, just go fly a kite. Or how much money they spent. Like, yo, it ain't your money. Ain't what are you worried about cares? how much money they spent? Because like nobody knows the inner workings of how much money it was or what it cost or what TV deals are. Like that argument is like the number one uh it's it's how I can tell somebody's just pissed off and they don't have an argument, they're just trying to be pissed off. They start talking about how much money something costs. Like, this is okay, I'm mad about it. It costs too much money, it's stupid. Like that's that's it. When you've run out of all other things to bitch about, <laughs> that is the go-to. Yeah, they so gonna stop. make no money off of it. If you're that guy and you write up that tweet like this has cost too much money, it's dumb. Just don't stop. Just don't do that. Delete the tweet. Feel some shame and go on with your life. Yep. And then turn on TV on Sunday to the race. To Ty the, Gibbs half tracks the field, dude. Dude, he was. Dude, all Gibbs cars were. Two Gibbs cars were really sporty. So, talk about mine though. We qualified 18th. Super pumped up. All the guys pumped up. Knuckles, okay, let's let this thing go. I knew we weren't going to be tremendous. Um, our fall off was a bit more than what I wanted. Started 18th, rolled to like 6th, 15th, 16th, and just kind of maintained 16th, 18th. We got a lap down. First, The entire first segment went green. Yeah, it was 18 minutes, I heard. S- straight. Straight. Um, Did you, you, with like, a, you barely got a lap down? No, or? I was hanging on to the lucky dog. Um, and then they lapped somebody. Caution come out with like, Four to go. And was it? And Ty, yeah, because Ty was leading. He was. And Joey rolled him down. on the top. Joey kind of. It well, was trial well, by so, fire for Ty. So it's me and the 42 racing for the lucky dog. Before, like, I didn't want to start the next segment a lap down because then you just get buried. Yeah. Once you get two down, your race is over. So coming to legitimate, I guess, the lap they were going to throw the yellow. They're like, all right, last lap. And I had a little bit of a run on the 42, and I just blew it down in there. <laughs> like on the left side it's like on the white line like yeah 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 pow pow he spun out uh got the lucky dog uh but then they proceeded to give out like three more lucky dogs before the stage even started again so it was for now and you get a lucky dog and you get a lucky dog dog. you're a couple laps down noah you get a lucky dog uh so i wrecked him for nothing and then we just we weren't good enough to kind of jam it in holes and and maintain so we just maintained 15th to 18th and finished 17th john hunter jammed it right in a hole so that's when you were back there, you had the choice every restart to just be that guy. And it didn't look terrible to me because he got another row. He jumped another row doing what he did. It's like he just created another lane. Yeah, that was you could have. It was else. there, but everybody's kind of like, eh, let's not be that guy. And then here's John. Ah, pow, 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 pow. Get a couple spots. I think he finished 14th. So it kind of paid off for him at the end. But that's burning up a lot of brownie points. Wow. Leading into the one race where you need to have some friends and they push you when it matters. I mean, Stenhouse uh, under the pissed him right break, off. He just walked right over and ripped his window net down. Yeah, he, I saw like it was right in front of me. I was like, "Ooh, Richard's mad." So you're sitting I thought, in your car. He was getting out. I'm like, maybe he's got to go to the bathroom. I was like, no, he's going here to chew some ass. Yeah. So when you rip somebody's net down, I think it like I took it when I saw it first. Like when I saw it first, I was like, man, he is. All right, here we oh, go. We right so here. he's like, shoot, watch out, guys, with the with the tire rack here. I'm like, man, he is going to punch him. If you're taking a yeah. neck down or choke him, he's got his – He said he, he grabbed him by the helmet? He grabbed him by the front of the helmet. Oh, yeah. That's a power move. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to learn him something, I guess. Um, maybe just he's thinking rookie coming in. He wants to make sure he doesn't get run around like that. John Hunter, 
is a very good race car driver, aware of stuff. He's aggressive, right? But he's coming in first race with that team. He's trying to, I don't know, get some spots. We got two questions. And uh, Richard wasn't having it. I've got two very important questions. What do you got? First one's this. Does Ricky Stenhouse do that to John Hunter because he's a rookie yeah. or new? He doesn't do it to Kyle Larson or somebody else if they make the same move. It's like, hey. Yeah. Don't, we're not going to start this We ain't now. doing that. Second question. If your road crew guys stand there and let you get your helmet shook back and forth, are you chewing their ass? Yeah. Because, like, right there, like, if I'm a road crew guy, you ain't getting in my driver's window. No. No. I would have a couple fellas come in and choke slam whoever. Would like, be. yo, don't touch my – like, dude, so, that to well, me – rewind to Pocono when, when Ryan Priest went off the deep end and was just slapping my helmet around. Like, Sparks bowed him right up. Like, stood him up, ripped him off the car. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think, like, I'm not going to the car as a, as a picker guy ever, but if I'm standing there as, like, a car chief or something, you ain't getting in my driver. No, well, Especially if you want to go the there car, and have like, words, if if his hand goes, grabs a helmet, grabs a fire suit, all right, bro, yeah, that's enough. Enough, or, or at least get, like, look, if you two... At least kick him in the nuts. You two want to fight and then go back to the bus and talk about it. That's fine. Fight on pit road, but you're not going to fight. Not right. We got seventy five to go. You're not going to fight my guy in the car. I don't care. Yeah, I think it'd be great if they both got out and fought in the middle of the infield. That's fine by yes. me. Don't do it with him in the car. Like yes. you're going to hold on. Yeah. If you want to get him out, you're not going in my car to Hang punch on, my please. driver. Let me get out. Okay. Thank you. Now let's commence. I've died. Sock and I did that one time in a street sock race. Some guy was yelling at me. Wait a minute. <laughs> let me get out of this car. Who are you? <laughs> he got even more maze from Long Island. Who? Who am I? You know who I am. Like, no, no, I don't. So should have had some sock and bobbers. I've been trying to talk about this for five freaking minutes. Ty Gibbs hauling ass. Yep. Drives through the field. Leads in the lead. In the lead. In control of the race. Green white checkered restart. So no, let's just get before then. Joey rolls him on the top on a restart. On a restart. Keeps him pinned down. Which was a great restart. Joey's you know you're in the preferred lane when you're on the top when you're launching. Rolls him. Then puts it in the bank. Ty gets beat again on like he's it's you can tell you can see he's young it's going to be his first cup win it's a big event you can tell that like the senses are getting heightened like, yeah the pay window opens yeah he's starting to see the, the gold medal yeah. right so he's starting to make some mistakes so then he gets beat on another restart he's he's coming down to this one that we're about to watch that that really made joey mad so he doesn't want to get rolled again. We can roll tape. Close Just back up. to the lead. Here you Wait. go. 54's control car. Five. Now the screen white checkered. And I think there's four to go. Four, okay. Go. Equal launch. Joey, Joey was back a little bit. Still there. Still there. Still inside. Three white top. Three top. Three top. Three top. Three top. So the 54 ran to the second lane. Didn't give Joey, didn't give Joey a chance to make the corner. The 54 tried to blame it on the 12. Was the 12 on his back? Nine to go. Okay, so it's ten. Okay, so this is and then, and then this is when Ty ends up losing the lead to the eleven because he he ran Joey so high that was kind of yeah a the move. eleven plug was it. like the eleven you could you could plug the hole there. Yeah, I saw the eight car do it earlier in the race. Yeah, so because because you get so worried about uh-huh. the guy on the outside that and you kind of take him and then you get shortcut. Yeah, I think the reason Joey's there's a couple things with Joey here. This isn't Joey, the first time offense. Joey was very mad at Ty last year. Yeah. From my understanding, Ty, they actually, after that Martinsville fiasco, Ty... Broke bread together. They they came over. They had, a, they had a kind of a meeting. And Ty was very receptive and seemed to kind of come to agreeance on how they were going to race. And then Joey probably thought, like, 
hey, we're going to race all right here. And then he, he lost five spots on that. Now the pay window's open, like I said. And, and like we just talked about with Stenhouse and John Hunter, if it's not a young kid, not a rookie, yeah. and it's Kyle Busch, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. But they had just had the talk, sounds like. And then when Joey went over to talk to him, I guess Ty said something like, I've been watching you do it for years. Oh, yeah, keep watching. But like, they just talked about it, so, so his tune changed so quite had, a bit from I what I understand. Like a, I had like a little bit of a, a point of view for that. So as we're all driving back through the garage, right, it's dark. There's no lights, except for the lights that are shining from the top of the haulers down to the tailgates, right? So I see Joey, and this the pace that I'm chugging through the garage is as, as fast as Joey's walking. Like, oh, Joey's on a mission. And I went to look, like, and I got my helmet off, Hans off, and Dude, I'm rubber There's nobody that you can tell. Joey Logano has the most distinctive mad pissed walk. Off walk. Yeah, he's got yes, yeah, pissed it's off walk like for sure. Super, super stiff. Hands are really moving fast. Uh, yeah, and I look back, I'm like, oh, Joey's trailer's back there. I'm like, where is he going? He's either got to take a large number two, or he's gonna he's pissed off at somebody. And I'm like, yeah, he's pissed off at somebody. So I'm like now following Joey, like, rup, 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 rup. and Ty kind of like mentioned to Joey, like come in the trailer, let's talk. And Joey's like, no, we're doing it right here. And they, they jaw back and forth. Can't really tell what's going on. Austin Payton right there for backup for Ty if he needs it. Austin Payton's been in a lot of fights with Joey through the Denny Hamlin years yeah. and now this. So that so, motor running in the background is you. That motor chugging by is me and I'm rubbernecking. Like I just watched, <laughs> witnessed a fender bender bro you got everybody lined up behind there's you. there's six or seven cars pit boxes behind me guys were like go trying to beat the rain yeah and i'm like, like no, looking no, no. Over, like hang on i want to make sure nobody's throwing hands oh so goodness yeah that motor in the background was mine so a lot of beef rolling down to florida we've so, got yeah, the 42 well, to 47 have, yep the got one. the 42 in about half the field from about 12th car on back Everybody's mad, that mad at him the 34 too was smashing to everybody he was uh ricky in, in the 34 were John after the race. Not so really Ricky John. Ricky was mad at a lot of people too. Yeah, he's just mad. Which McDowell flipped that switch. Yeah. Consistently. He'll flip that switch and get mad and start smashing people. Uh, he was he, he flipped the switch. The one Two and hands the, on the, the one and the forty five. That one was a little bit of a, a race and move. Now the forty five got stuck middle three wide. Uh and then he just the one was checking up for the yellow and then he just plugged it right in there. Well it's like he it's like the 40, it's like the one car, like Brandon, the one car spotter probably called yellow a little bit quicker than the 45s did because like the 45 drove it in to fill the yeah. hole right when the one car lifted and they kind of just like met in the middle. And th that was, that bit us two or three times where somebody started spinning out and the only way I could go was to the right and then it was stopped. So then everybody yeah, would just pass on the restart, you'd pass two or three and Get you'd give time. them all back. I did that like four or five times until there was like 10 to go and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I can't like the rule is you aim right for him. You aim right for him, but then they're stopped. <laughs> so then you have to stop and then you get all the point, give all your spots yeah, away. No, that's deep. we got up to like 12th and then the one got spun out and he backed into us. It was just a mess. What was great on the broadcast for me. So talking back to how was Harvick on the broadcast? He was good. Yeah. He, he, he did talk about them splitting pads like quite a bit. I see the right front rotors locked up, splitting pads or was a lot of like a lot of guys were glowing right front. But Do, is that, front. is that what we're talking about real quick? There's the, say what splitting pads mean he talked about it enough on the broadcast <laughs> that if you're listening to this you probably watched the race and now you know yeah um which was good it's good information but um probably 50 percent are splitting pads speaking about that when the pay window came fully open the 11 car got the lead in front of the 54 and he just started smoking his left front in the corner yeah and he said like that's worth speed and i 
at that point in the at that point in the race, he was willing to flat spot his tire. So he just yeah. started smoking in the corner. Well, the great thing about the broadcast and why I love being able to watch at least one race a year when I don't have to go was they go right to his right to his radio, Tony Hirschman. It's like back up your entry, you'll get him, you got better drive. He's talking him through it. And one moment of weakness, he sees like he gets a little bit of a run and he sees a little bit of blood in the water and he smoked it back into the corner and then like the really missed it. The fifty four did. And he when really he was behind it. the eleven. Yeah, he really missed it. Then he lost a couple spots. Mm. And that yeah, was like, just that, you know, instance. little rambunctious second year in Cup Series, gonna get a gonna get a win. That's and that's the two different sides of the spectrum, right? You got Joey winning or or Denny, Denny winning fifty yeah. plus several exhibition races, right? Yes. And Ty, who's won a ton of Xfinity races but hasn't got a checker flag in the Cup Series yet, trying to go get it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just so interesting to watch. Like, is the kid going to be able to pull it off? Is he going to step on it? And you're like, yeah, well, you got to lose a couple of them before you can win some, it seems like, and that one's going to burn. He had the car to lose it. He had the car to win it, and he lost it. So I'm sure he's going to go back to the tape and figure out what sort of instances he could have done a little different. But he's rolling down to Florida with a couple enemies. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, it is time for some pit road boats and woes. We did our exhibition hot dog break, if you will, but now we're going to a hot pit road down there at Daytona Beach. You guys are geared up, ready to rock. How's how's that? 12 team looking we're looking good a lot of we keep all keep all our same guys all in the same position all so five. yep yeah had a, yeah went through the regular kind of postseason rehabs and different workouts we've all been working pretty hard in the gym we got a new trainer nate you know nate nate the great he's uh he's crushing it so between him and pam they've been getting a lot of off-season work especially this january everybody's been sore um we had speaking of new guys the only new guy that we really have on our team's fetal yeah, and spotter. we did like a team. We do like a team workout uh, where like the whole road crew and everybody comes back. So we had like a preseason team meeting. What are our goals? Who are we? All that, and then we went did pit practice together as a team, and then went and worked out. And Fido will work. They out. put us through one, and Fido was like, he sent a text that night. My legs have quit working, <laughs> but <laughs> super excited to have uh, have Fido. Dude, Fido Fido raced out of the shop with Dad. At Dude, Bay's he's Motorsports a stud. in '98. Oh, he had, dude. He has some great stories. He had some. He had some great ones. Even in the gym, we we're talking about who have you had, who have you had to get in a fight with. What do you, you know? And he had some. He had some really good stories. And we we're talking about him racing with your dad. Uh, and he actually yeah talked about racing here. So I think he'll be good for the team. We'll miss Josh. Obviously, Josh was really good. We all grew together. But Josh, moving on. He's with you now. No, he's with. Yeah, he's with. He's your our teammate. Spot. He's with you. Yeah, he's teammate. Um, but yeah, we got. We're excited to have Feedwell. Trackhouse employee. 
not sure how that works. There was some fellow there, truck driver from track house, we were walking. He's like, after qualifying, yeah, congrats, man. Oh, only one out of our three won, or, or one of our three made it. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, only, only one out of three. Like, you got two. Zane's at our place. Possession's nine-tenths of the law. Ah. He's ours. Yeah. <laughs> how was that working with them the first time? Uh, Dude, it would just – we haven't had we haven't even done our post race debrief yet, so yeah. that's when you start to understand how people see the race. Did you how, learn anything from them from their practice? You had session? no, no, you just had no time to talk. I mean, you, maybe the crew chiefs were sitting next to each other to talk about compare some air pressure data, but you legitimately had no time. Yeah, I mean, you were going, changing five six minutes, and you'd line back up and roll back in. It was great. There's uh, been I feel like this off season's been like the most amount of like continuity throughout the sport. Like, I don't think there's been a lot. There hasn't been a lot of big mix-ups in crew chiefs. No. Obviously, you got the only big one was uh, Swiderski going to the yes. 99. It was pr- essentially pick, uh, crew chief swap between the 31 and the 99. Yeah. Um, both of those guys are pretty good. T-Mac almost got Josh Williams in the show. Yep. Um, so, but then you go to picker guys, and there was kind of like the most. So, I got to ask you this. So, when we went to pit practice last week, drove the pit crew car, couple times just to get used to rolling in the box. Um, they were having a competition of sorts for the re- for a rear changer. There's yeah. three guys. Yeah. Like one would do a stop, same front, same carrier, same jackman, same front changer. Four or five stops in a row, three different guys. Yeah. How often does that happen? It happens quite a bit, um, especially on cars like yours. Now, are they looking for – what do they look for? Do they look for consistency? Do they look for speed? Depends. They usually have a guy in mind that they want to use. Um, and then all off season, you kind of watch and you break stuff down and you say, oh, this this is working, this isn't working. And then there, a big test is like, okay, hey, the driver and the crew chief for this car are coming tomorrow. And that, you would not you would be surprised, but that changes a lot. That, that changes. Pressure. It's pressure builds diamonds, they say. But, mm. uh, you know, it's not a lot, but it's not like we don't think of it as a lot of pressure. But it is. You know, they say, oh, I don't want to look dumb in front of the driver. Oh, yeah. this is how it's going to be. The car might come in different, right? Yeah. You get to see that little bit of pressure, like who handles it better in the parking lot. Mm. Because what shows up in practice is going to show up in the race. So they, they have obviously, it's if it's this late in the season and they're still training them guys, it's got to be a tight race. But I'm sure they have somebody in mind, but they get, they got to give everybody a fresh look. So was there anybody that stood out to you that was better? So our, our group... If it remains intact, was super good last yeah. year. I mean, they were top they ten. They were one of the best. They were top ten. Sometimes top the the fastest four or five weeks out of the year. By far the best farm team. Like yeah, the best non house car that team that's bought from. So that's probably it's team. probably worth touching on briefly just to yeah, explain. We yeah, we've touched on them, but for all the new listeners, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on SiriusXM, depth charts, right? So Spire Motorsports, we get our engines and our pit crews from Hendrick. Hendrick likes additional pit crews because it's just supplemental depth. It's depth for them. So and they have the their four house cars, and then they've got three more teams: the seven, the seventy-seven, and then what would be on go, uh, Live Fast Car or a third yeah. team that runs part time. So the really green guys are getting reps on that car. Which we saw this when the twenty-three eleven guys broke off because they were using Gibbs. They got their own pit crews, and then one thing to touch on before we leave the Hendrick boat: new pit crew coach for them. So John Carvin, who was with them, I don't know how long he's with them, but it's important to touch on because the 
Hendrick Pickers are by far the best last year. So I wonder what happened in house there where they get rid of their head pick coach because they won the race. I mean, there's not much more you can ask for at a Hendrick Pickers. 24 was probably the best all year long. All four of them were solid. They were the only they were the only team, only organization with enough depth where even their farm team were like really good. Talking about you was top 10 almost every week. So don't understand what happened there, but worth noting that new pick crew coach for them. It's a big change. Big change. He was already in the organization, <clears throat> just got bumped up. Yep. Uh, to the head coach role. So familiar face. Did I? Uh, I haven't said uh, the story about. <laughs> so um, freaking. So Sparks texted me about a month ago. He texted me, "Hey man, uh, Flynn asked if you'd want to work out." Oh, you talked about it last night. Did I? Yeah, yeah, last week when you had to go. Oh work my out god! At, at Nineteen night. degrees uh, yeah. and raining. Yeah, there, yes. I happened to choose the one workout on. of the week where they are outside on the turf. You got amnesia, man. Yeah. <laughs> All that carbon monoxide <laughs> and breathing. They're looking like – but the, the, the really notable thing to talk about is – so 2311 did that last year, and Legacy Moat Club. Legacy Moat Club. They were using Gibbs Pickers last year, and they broke off, and they started their own pickery department this year. Legacy Moat Club? Dude. Legacy Moat Club. Chris Hall, who was a longtime Gibbs employee, he was one of the coaches over there, He's heading it up, and you look at they, – they kind of took the same approach. They have a, a couple less veterans, um, but they're all pretty much veteran guys that they're trying to build the program around. Uh, one of the one of the staples to that is going to be Joe Crossan, who's a tire carrier at Gibbs for the last 10 years. He's been is on he pit dog? road. He's a dog. He's been on pit road for damn near – he's been on pit road longer than I have. This is my 18th season. He was at Roush to start, and now he, he was at Gibbs for a long time. Uh, tire carrier. He'll be at Legacy Moat Club. Josh Leslie, champion of the sport. He was also at uh, at Gibbs, and he was on the thirty four car last last uh, year. But he was so um, if you let's just say Legacy Moat Club when they're setting up their pit crew department, you can't just hire five and five, right? Five for one car, five for one. You can, car. you can, and until just be somebody like, gets sick God, or gets hurt, hurt or yeah, it, I'm sure they have they, still an agreement with with Gibbs that they can borrow people. Reserve. I don't know if they have an agreement with Gibbs or twenty three eleven, but they're both. So Legacy Moat Club is practicing at the Pit School, which is a great facility yeah. in Mooresville. Um, but yeah, you you look at they got to have some depth. I don't. I know who yeah. their starters are. Um, when I look at guys like John Roselli, Rosa, he was at Stuart Haas. Scott Riddle was at Hendrick on the forty eight. He's over there. He was on your car for a little bit, Riddle. Yeah. Um, Brian Backus, he was at twenty three eleven. Then he was at RCR on the eight last year for a little bit. He he lands a spot over there, and then. Justin Reisman, a guy who I started with years ago, he's a gas man. He was on the 21, and he he was at Petty's for a long time, left, came over the 21, mm. and then went back to what is now Legacy Moat Club. Legacy Moat Club. Um, Big feet in front of them. Man, that's a hard thing to start your own pit department. What's all that entail? Uh, well, a just car? personnel, and obviously. A wall? Yeah, some car guns? and wall, some nitrogen bottles, no big deal. What, how hard is it? But it's and a whiteboard building a culture. Stopwatch, you know, building a culture is the toughest thing. And now can't buy it. And and now you got you kind of got the people that you brought to the dance, right? Yeah, you got your date that you brought to the dance yeah. instead of just going with all the boys. And you know, Gibbs, if Gibbs messed up, you just call down there and say, "Hey, I yeah. got suck. I need new ones." Yeah, right. That's that's not how it goes. Now you got that. Those are your people. You got to take care of them. You got to get them to the track every week. You got to make sure they're prepared. Where you were just paying Gibbs a fee. And their guys yeah. better be ready, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big task, and we'll see how the Legacy Moat Club does. So we've talked 
about the progression of the pit stop, right? The one nut stuff, a lot of guys switching from right hand to left just because you're now you're talking about hundreds, right? It used to be difference between a 11 flat and 11 eight might be one or two spots. Now it's difference in 10. Now where you're talking sub eights or sub nines. Yeah, you're going, I mean, you can do a nine five one stop and gain four. You can do a nine five the next stop and lose four. Right. So how much more, there's always some, there's always some uh, refinements you can make, right? There's there's footwork variations. There's jack man techniques of ripping the jack and doing it on your back like some guys that, that Hendrick does. No, there's only one. That's your guy. Ludwig. There's well, three or the four. There's four, there's four or five doing it now. They're catching up now, yeah. But It looks it looks good. I mean, he, Jeff Hamill would be happy dude, about that. The old Junior Johnson, loving sling it. Slinging the jack around the car. Thank God there's not officials on pit road anymore. They would he not would, be safe. He would, he would be taking them down. It, it looks pretty cool. We'll probably roll a table in that next couple of weeks, but. How much more room is there to go? Not much. Yeah. It's not much. The The risk comes, the risk and the reward have kind of leveled out, and now the reward, so to get what the is reward, the, the risk is... what is the lowest bar set in terms of speed? I, I mean, I know you some can guys dart give, say, and seven. And this. Say you can get in the sevens if you hit it perfect, but I think that... Does that come from jack peg to rip? That's like, if the iRobots are pitting your car. Yeah. Yes. Like that's that's what that like is. the guys from Cars, like those little mini forklifts. Yeah. Like, and there's no wind blowing, and there no brake dust, and they're, they're torqued at like the yeah. lowest possible yeah. value they can possibly torque at, and the engagement's perfect on the gun. Like, how do they a measure? Lot of stuff. So I know there's a lot of variance in that, but when the car comes in, this it is very elementary. Back. So it comes in on the brake, and then so it's on the nose weight, and then when it sits down, when it back. rocks back. So yeah. the I think we even use just the time up from from the accelerometers in the car yeah because it rocks back they get the time starts when the car rocks back and then it the right side you stop when the car hits the ground and the left side the overall stop is time when the car is yeah. dropped hits the ground on the on the left side so the the in-car kind of timing system that nascar uses is so close on everybody that it's that's that's everything we use now it'll get a little messed up if you like roll stop and roll again mm. but yeah, there's not well, we, a lot of room for talk, error. We've even talked around because, you know, the, the pit crews are now incentivized for either either overall time or fast time or where they rank in dartfish. A lot of the times last year, if you're waiting on fuel, it's just a habit for the driver to go on the jack. There was a couple instances where we were waiting on fuel, jack drops, and I'm like, okay, go green flag rabbit. So the 11 car is the one that I really talk about on that a lot. They Now we're setting it. it down because when you rip it, that stops the that stops it and the, that's where the pit that's stop where, yeah and that's, that's where what your the rankings come about. from that's where your rankings so come if you from. leave the car up on the jack because you need an extra gallon of, extra five gallons of fuel you're hurting your pit crew on their dartfish numbers here's my question What's all the, the time question? are we here to win a race or are we here to win the race off Measure pit, pit, pit right what are we here to win both because sometimes winning the race all doesn't mean doesn't mean uh, winning the race off pit road yes it does so, hey we're gonna win everything. Yep. Start you get burnt out when you don't win. It's gonna be bad. That's true. But uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of games to be played there, and we'll we'll see them starting next week. Mm. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I'm just excited. I'm excited for the year. I'm excited for the studio. We keep adding little nuggets to it, to the backdrop. Hope you guys like it. Got a lot, put a lot of hard work into this thing the last couple, couple weeks. Uh, and this is his home for a little while. So we're going to have some people start calling. We got SVG coming on a couple times. Excited to talk to him and his ventures. But as you know, every week, there are multiple penny stackers this week, but there is a literal penny stacker. Because when we came in here, it was just a two-bay garage, really just the crap collector of the joy of seating. Files to the ceiling, more mouse droppings on the floor than what you can even put in a trash can. We made six or seven trips with pallet jacks and forklifts and this and that to try to get this thing up. And we epoxied the floor. Shout out Best in Show Garage for hooking us up. And I had the idea for a while. You ever go to like a bar, see like penny bar tops? Yeah. Penny floors in like a little small bathroom or something. I wanted to do some sort of penny floors. Had my had my buddy Kevin Wilson over at Spire print me out a stack and pennies logo. And I stuck it right to the floor, the bare concrete. And we stacked 6,500 pennies on that logo. And it took legitimately five hours. Me, Kelly, and Tyson, who works here. So $65 worth of pennies. $65 worth of pennies. And it was a long time and a lot more work than I anticipated. And if I probably knew how long it took, I probably wouldn't have done it. But it's turned out sweet. So Kelly said that if she wasn't Penny Stacker of the Week, she'd be very mad. So I'm going to make her happy, make her the Penny Stacker of the Week. And also Tyson, shout out Tyson. A lot of pennies were stacked this week, literally. He's, and several pennies were stacked at the Clash because we made the show, ladies and gentlemen. And we didn't have to take that picture in the seventh row eating a hot dog. Does pay better to make the show? I don't know. Actually, i got to read the fine print in my contract. <laughs> Damn. I can assure you it pays a lot better, whether in just moral value, than not making the show. Because that absolutely sucked the last two years. So I'm on riding a little bit of a high. Riding a little bit of a high going down to Florida. We're actually leaving this Saturday going to Disney. Yeah, I'm going to miss you by like two days. I know. Sean's going. Sean's you're going, going. Everybody's, everybody's going. We're going to be, I'm going on Monday. You're going on Wednesday. I think Sean's going on Tuesday. debate in my household which park to go to because we're only going Wednesday. We're going to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's, we're, yeah we were going to do Magic Kingdom. That's how I celebrate pop. making the clash. We're going to Disneyland. We're going to Disneyland. We're going to see Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's how excited I you know I am? I made the clash. We got to celebrate. I, I ran the, 17th. I got the lucky the dog. <laughs> Uh, one more penny stagger. I don't know the fellow's name, but he sent me a box, uh, and it had this shirt in it. it says "Finish the race." Hebrews twelve one. Twelve car. Uh, it's sick. It's got I don't know. Oh, Look it's the that. fruits of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit, man. Patience, peace, kindness, joy, faith, and reading upside down. And Hebrews one twelve one. Self control, right goodness. There. My yeah, kid tells me is. that all the time. Love that. That's awesome. Sponsored by Fruits of the Spirit. Galatians five twenty two twenty three. Love it. I feel like I'm supposed to be working on race service in this thing. It's like three sizes too long. It's baggy. Let me let me read Hebrews 12, 1 real quick. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw up everything that hinders and the sin 
so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Let's freaking go. We're running the race this year, ladies and hey, gentlemen. Hey, whoever sent that to Corey, um, a medium in that style <laughs> shirt, you could send one over to Nonsense Garage. Send it on down to Nonsense Garage. We're going to be doing a bunch of cool content right out of here as well. I think it's time for Penny for Your Thoughts. Is it? You ready? I got some thoughts. I got some questions. Let's, let's fire away. Derek Ringer. Ringering. Derek Ringer. Ringering. Ring ring. Ring what? ring. Ring. Ringy De- ring. Hey. It's Derek. literally spelled ringy ring. Ring ringering. Ringy ring. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> it's time for shine. Hey, hey, that one's on us, man. It, it rings, though. What track do you think you have your best shot to get your first win at? Let me tell you this. Everybody on February 7th or whatever date this drops thinks they can win the Daytona 500, and I'm no different. Everybody goes down the floor. You roll through the garage. You roll through the – it's just something special about rolling through the tunnel in between three and four, the old tunnel that looks like you're in a oh yeah little storm drain, and you come out, and the palm, bre- the palm branches are blowing in the wind, flat American flags whipping down the backstretch, and you go in there, and you know for certain this is your year. Every time you go through that tunnel, do you hear the Days of Thunder song? Oh, dude, for sure. Every time I hear it, in I my get head. I get goosebumps just thinking about it right now. So, you should get goosebumps right now. About is they're probably not going to let you in the driver <laughs> lot with that hard card. BS. They're going to bring me right to the park me in the front garage with this thing. Um. So yeah. So Atlanta. I'm gonna. That's good. good I'm luck. gonna. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to Daytona 500 with every intention of putting our car in position to win. Nice. Um. And then. If it doesn't work out that week, you know what? I'm going to pick up my pride, and we're going to truck it down, down to Atlanta, and we're going to give her hell of that again. And then if it doesn't work out, then we'll go to Phoenix. So the answer Vegas. is Daytona. Yeah. Okay, cool. And if not Daytona? Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, realistically, I think we can I think we can be in contention to win a race. I think the knowledge that we have as a team with more depth in engineering, with some – uh, different ideas in there with Luke Lambert and Steve Dorn on the other two cars. I think we will be able to bring some more consistent pace. You know, we qualified in the top 10 a couple times, just missed it a couple other times. But if we can start bringing top 15 pace every week, every other week, yeah. that's just when you start running 10th. That's when you start running 7th. Yeah. That's when you can run 6th. Yeah. Right. Then you break you, into the top then five. Then you break into the top five. And you start racing around the guys that race in the top 10. And they get used to seeing that. And they don't race you that hard on restarts and they get you a hole on it yeah. Martinsville if you need it. They don't knock you out of the way. Like all they don't that rip stuff. your window net down when it, you put them three wide. Right. Like they look at it like, okay, well, Corey's here. But now when they see the seven, they're like, what's this son of a doing up here? He must be on different tires. So once everybody in the top 10 starts getting used to seeing the seven, we'll be one step closer to getting a dub. And so I think Derek Ringering, holler at your boy at Atlanta. Holler at your boy at Atlanta. <laughs> Or Daytona. Or you can watch it on Fox. Uh, if Daytona you win Fox. Daytona 500, it's going to be a rough night. It, I might not even make it to Atlanta. I'll see y'all boys first race of playoffs. I reckon we'll head on down to Rockingham. <laughs> Probably stop at Rockingham on the way back, burn that down. Just a trail of plume of smoke. Next one. Love my E36 asks, best food to try at the racetrack concessions and which track has the best eats? I feel like the low-hanging fruits here Martinsville, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, uh. I also have a theory. I've never eaten one. You're missing out, bro. I'm not doing it. I can, I, but I got a theory about Martinsville hot dogs. You can't eat a Martinsville hot dog outside of a quarter mile radius of the racetrack. I don't eat them inside of a quarter mile, half mile racetrack. 
but you should <laughs> because they're delicious inside the vicinity of the racetrack. If you take them on the way home, not so good. Listen, I've got a Martinsville clock to put in my office. I just got it. Yeah. Without eating one hot dog, and it ain't changing. But think about how many hot dogs you'd have with that clock. I don't like that. I don't like it. They're delicious. They are. So here's my thing. I don't on. like anything on my hot I'm dog. I'm not taking that little hanging fruit. I just do it because it's more pageantry at this point. Okay. You have to. You just can't go to Martinsville. Like I feel like that's just. Yeah. Blasphemy going to Martinsville. Give me your. And not give them. me your best. South Boston food you've ever had. South Boston's fried bologna sandwich, bro. Dude. Oh my god, I blow your socks off. I like the bologna sandwich at Hickory too. If I dude, not the same. It's a ripoff. Isn't it so crazy how you just think about that one? How now? Last time you raced at South Boston, plus or minus. How many, did you, how many did you eat? Three. Yeah, it's like you get one. You're like, oh, oh you my get goodness. To it. You're like, yeah. How good this? Oh my goodness, this is delicious. When I was a little kid, grilled onions and some mustard. <laughs> we there was a track in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, quarter mile track. We used to race at on Wednesday nights. And they had a cheesesteak, a Philly cheesesteak. And it's like, the track's not even there. I was, It was probably 25 years ago. And I remember that taste of that thing. Uh, damn, Phoenixville cheesesteak with a iced tea. I don't care where I'm at. If there's like, if there's not a Martinsville hot dog, or if there's not a South, South Boston fried bologna sandwich, I'm going to get a cinnamon sugar pretzel and a lemonade. And a house in about 200 grams of sugar pull up my race monitor and just watch some NASCARs go in circles. Yeah. Every track has a cinnamon sugar, normal pretzel. That's probably been sitting in there since last Thursday. Maybe. And the sugar water with one, like le- half a lemon. So much sugar it. water. That's what I want. That is my racetrack food. I'm with you. Holla. They have the, they have the Bowman gray. They have the mini donuts that are cinnamon oh, sugar. God, the and fried they Oreos have the, there. Oh, oh. Ooh, powdered sugar on there. Jesus. You leave there as a type two diabetic. Well, that's what gets you on the verge. You know what? Nothing gets me more prepared to race than just fry a better shock. <laughs> Let's go. Get you fired up. Yep. Get Give you me fired 300 up. grams of sugar in my helmet. And I'll put this thing in the show. Are you even racing if you haven't ate a basket of fried Oreos for hey, you? Hey, that's what that's what loosens us up. But what grinds your gears? Oh, uh, what grinds my gears? Um, so we're making these making these topics something that's outside. Last week they were kind of related to racing, but this <laughs> I didn't have a grind my gears until this morning. Oh, so you got your you got your gears ground. I got my gears ground. Um, so I Levi wakes up seven o'clock, seven fifteen. Your right? kids again. This is your kid's story. That's like last week. Yeah, they're little gear grinders. They are. They are gear grinders, bro. Uh, God love them, but they grind my gears. So turn on the TV for them go brush my teeth, do all the stuff, right? Take a shower. And Levi's like, ah, dad, I want to watch TV. I'm like, you're watching TV. What are you talking? No. What is this? I said, those are commercials. (laughs) What? Couldn't, did not understand what the, what the idea of a commercial was. All he knew is Paw Patrol was not on TV and there was a glad commercial on. No. Losing his mind. Yep. Turn it off. Turn on Paw Patrol. So you know what grinds my gears? These kids will never know. They don't. They don't know the struggle of having to actually watch a, a TV channel and hope what you liked was coming on next. Disney, the Disney app has changed their lives. What? Had no idea. He was watching on Hulu because I'm too oh, broke yeah. to pay for the premium version of Hulu, so it's got ads. Yeah. No, but I'm not paying the $5 a month. No. I'm stacking pennies, bro. Yeah. My kid can watch some commercials in between Paw Patrol. Uh, apparently not. 
It grinds my gears that kids will never know. Freaking their their show dude, interrupted dude. by companies trying to sell their products to us. Yeah. That really grinds my gears. My my kid yesterday, we went to the mountains because like, you know, kind of like last off weekend, so we go up to the mountains and we ended up by chance at Grandfather Mountain. We went across like the sketchy ass bridge they have and then we went like, we got too far and it's like a hike. And I realized like with two little kids, especially a three-year-old that is just like yours, very, very rambunctious. He like gets to the edge of the cliff. There's like a big drop off. And I'm like, oh, 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 get back. He's like, no, no, no. I got something to do. So he climbs up this rock <laughs> and he gets up there. He like pushes me back and he goes right up to the edge and he goes, Simba. Yes. Oh, and yeah, he started singing the Lion King circle of life. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, kid had, kid had a plan. Yeah. But the only thing that ground my gears on the weekend were when we touched on it. People bitching about the racing. People complaining you gotta about the racing. got bitch about something. And that's just like, man, this is the second major event in one fiscal year that got just poo-pooed on by rain. Mm-hmm. Chicago, that you know, lost out on a bunch of stuff. And then this, you know, we tried to do something really cool for the fans and kind of bring everybody together, bring new eyes to the sport, which we got enough. Eye- Dude, NASCAR's cool, man. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, and they're trying to do cooler things, and it's the second cool cool thing they tried to do that just didn't work out didn't work out and they you know that took lost a, a lot of we lost a lot of viewers and, and a, a lot of people a lot of lost money. a lot of time and money and uh if you're one of the people on there that's talking about how much money people lost and how dumb it was you are dumb so you ground my gears that's those people really ground my gears all weekend mm. that's good stuff that's it man first first one in the new studio in the books what do you think about it Honestly. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. I want some more of it every week. Give me all of it right here. We're going to add, we're going to start adding some more stuff. It's more. I don't know. I don't know. You tell us if you're watching on YouTube, give us some tips on what you got. Some, need some stuff on the table. Do we need a rug? You know, hanging from us? the ceiling. What do we need? Your penny for your thoughts. Questions. What penny for your thoughts. Questions. We do need some penny for your thoughts. Questions to so make sure. Hey guys, we're, we're not asking for much. We're only asking you to like, like down rate, download, share rate review this show whether wherever you listen to it on your podcast we're also asking you to just tweet us excess whatever you do nowadays just tweet at us hashtag penny for your thoughts and we will see those and we will ask them them on our show and hopefully you, give you guys some stuff if you want to see the nonsense garage you can watch the full version on youtube yep uh that's on nascar's youtube channel every week full version of stacking pennies mm. drops on wednesdays okay set your calendars ladies and gentlemen wednesdays you'll be seeing us in nonsense garage Next week, might have a special guest. Yes. Excited about that. From down under. He's very quick to remember you that he is from New Zealand. New Zealand. I know. He said it on the show. I knew that. I asked him on the show. I said, does it really chapter behind? Oh, it really grinds his gears. 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 He says, I find it a little bit offensive, mate. Yeah. People think I'm from New Zealand. I got to work on that. Yeah. It's not the same. Who'd have thought? I don't know. Put another shrimp on the bobby. (laughs) We're going to keep the Australian puns to a minimum because I want to keep coming back on the show. And I also want you guys to keep showing back up and listening to us every week. No matter where you are, whether you listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, places, whether you're listening on SiriusXM, whether you're watching us on YouTube or just these social clips, we appreciate you guys so much. So that's all we got. Tune in next week for another episode of Stacking Pennies. Thanks, guys.